Hi, kids. George Lowe, voice of TV's beloved and venerable space ghost. Oh, I should not have eaten that uncooked pork. On screen and beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. You have journeyed into the world of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 288 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week... George Lowe joins us. He's a man of many voices. He's been on many cartoon shows. You've heard him on commercials. He is the voice of Space Ghost, coast to coast, and he's got a lot more to talk about. It's all coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. And i got to remind you that uh, if you're on Facebook, be sure to like us. And if you are thinking about a guest that you'd like to hear, here at On Screen and Beyond, just email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. I'll tell you, I've just made a whole bunch of connections. We have a boatload of guests coming your way, and some really interesting guests are going to be coming, as always. Uh, they're always interesting, but we've got so many coming your way, and uh, they've all signed on, and we appreciate that they're going to be doing that, and we appreciate each week that you listen. So if you do have a suggestion, email it to me at feedback and on screen and beyond. I'll see you about getting that person on. All right, what do you say? we got a lot of things coming your way as far as remakes, and it's time for Remake Madness next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, it looks like there are rumors around that the Saw movie series is headed for a remake treatment. Can you believe it? It's, it's, you know, it's still going on, but they're going to turn around and remake it all over again. And Clint Eastwood's adaptation of Jersey Boys will land in theaters on June 20th, 2014. And the video game Kane and Lynch is headed toward the big screen version. And rumors are out that Vin Diesel and Gerard Butler might be starring in it. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies. It looks like Gary Ullman will star in Panza 88 as a retreating German tank crew encounters an evil creature out to kill them in 1944 World War II. That sounds a little bit different than uh, we usually see, so it sounds interesting. And Harry and the Butler will star Samuel L. Jackson as Harry and Michael Caine as the Butler. And uh, he's going to be, you know... A little bit different than Batman, where he played a butler, and Jackson's going to be playing a drunken millionaire uh, character in the show, and it's a comedy, and the two guys are going to be in it, so it could be interesting. And also look for Dwayne Johnson to star in SEAL Team 666 as an elite group of Navy SEALs battle the supernatural. So we get a lot of supernatural stuff coming your way. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take you down to Sequel City for sequels. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sequel City. Well, it looks like Horrible Bosses 2 will arrive in theaters on November 28th, 2014, starring Jason Bateman, Charlie Day, and... Jason Sudeikis, and it'll, this time they're going to be starting their own business, and they're going to be the bosses, and uh, they're going to be end up getting cheated, so uh, they kidnap the swindler's son, played by Chris Pine, and it you know, sounds like <laughs> it's going to be funny. And The Purge 2 is moving ahead with the original writer and director, James DeMonaco, at the helm. And you can look for Wolverine 2 it is in the works right now at the studios, and it's trying to get James Mangold to direct it once again. And Hugh Jackman, hopefully he's going to return. That's it for Sequel City. Next on On Screen to Beyond, TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it looks like Hazel Season 5 will land in stores on January 14th. Also on January 14th, The Americans Season 1 will be arriving. And Game of Thrones Season 3 comes to DVD and Blu-ray on February 18th. That is it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We've got it. Movies on DVD, you can look for Disney's classic The Jungle Book to arrive on Blu-ray for the first time on February 11th, 2014, and The Wolverine, December 3rd, and Fast and Furious 6 will arrive on December 10th. That's it for Movies on DVD, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time for TV Time Entertainment. TV time! Well, on December 5th, NBC will air a live production of The Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood as Maria. That should be good. And a new comedy is being developed by ABC involving men in their 60s. Now, you should be thinking right now, Golden Girls in the movie Last Vegas. Okay, maybe something like that. As three childhood friends cope with growing old. No cast is... uh, been announced yet but we'll keep you informed and american horror story has been renewed for a fourth season that is it for tv time entertainment next on on screen and beyond we sit down with george lowe who's the voice of space ghost coast to coast he's also one of the voices on aqua teen hunger forces and so many other things george lowe is next right here on on screen and beyond Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is a man of many voices. He can be heard on many shows, including Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Robot Chicken, and on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. It's George Lowe. George, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you for having me, Skip. I I mean, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) My my little mistake there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, George, it's so nice to have you on the show. Uh, Like I was telling you before we got on the air, uh, we've had uh, several people request that that you be a guest, and it's so nice to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. How sweet are they for asking? You can tell what 
what big Hollywood affairs I'm up to today. I'm walking the dog. <laughs> All the glamour, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, George, you've done so many voiceovers. Of course, Space Ghost is, is probably the biggest. Uh, that's what everybody remembers you for. But you've done so many other things. But what started you out wanting to do voices? You know, it, it's crazy. Years ago, I, I had these wild friends who, it's almost an embarrassment, in band class. <laughs> and, and one of them was like, wow, dude, your voice has really come in early. And they shoved me in the local radio station in Clearwater, Florida. I think the two big choices in Clearwater, Florida were W-T-A-N, get it? Can. Mm -hmm. You know, like beaches and stuff. <laughs> nice work. Nice work, FCC license applicant. And the other one was WAZE, which um, that was that was the one they shoved me in. And it, it was kind of a gentler, not that broadcast has ever been gentle by, by any definition, mm -hmm. but it was a gentler time, I think, that if, if a kid came in, you know, wanting to be a DJ or whatever, some of the older guys just found it uproariously funny. They're like, oh, get a load of the stones on this kid. Herb. Let's... <laughs> And they had obviously nothing to do, you know. They're all sitting around in their J. Marsantz belt pants, chain-smoking pal mouths, and they're like, oh, this will be 10 minutes entertainment. They ripped a bunch of wire copy and said, here, let's throw it up a tape. Come do your audition. And, you know, at 13, I found that such an encouragement that at 15, I actually ended up on the air in another town. Wow. Because at that point, I had the stones to walk in and say, your nighttime guy is terrible. And again, you know, a bunch of guys sitting in a blue room full of smoke. Oh, oh, oh this kid's great. Let's give him a tryout. Now, you were 13? 13 when I first tried, 15 when I got on. Wow. And actually had three nights a week that I was doing. And it, it was just insane. Uh -huh. I was like... You know, it was like the guy that, you know, everyone in high school said, hey, play this. <laughs> you know, like, okay. Right. Hey, we're at a party in the middle of nowhere that you can't come to. Play this. Yeah, we're having fun. <laughs> but, you know, for me, that was fun. Yes, I know what you mean. At nighttime, I mean, you probably have more power in your hair dryer at right. home. <laughs> we were a thousand watts in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody was driving by the station, it would be, hey, it's George Lowe, WWJB, and coming up, we've got... That was like a block from the station. You go, where'd he go? Yeah, yeah. It's nighttime. He switches to 250 watts at night. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember Sorry that. Sorry about the rabbit dogs. <laughs> I'm going to fix the neighbor's poodle myself one of these days. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the radio stations. Uh, I, I worked at one where, yeah, at night you had to shut her down to lower power and nobody oh, heard terrible. you. <laughs> it's terrible. And I had the second highest license. So I was the poor schmuck. You know Florida, the lightning capital of oh, the yeah. world. Mm -hmm. Forget the country, the world. They, uh, they have all the sophisticated equipment in Tampa and Fox. And it's like... 2,800 lightning hits per minute right now being recorded. I was the ass hat who got to go to the transmitter and change a tube in the middle of a monsoon. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you know, 1,200 feet of lightning-happy, welcoming steel. Wow. Yeah. George, the uh, transmitter's blown up in two. 
Oh, let me get right on that. <laughs> Why am I assistant engineer again? Oh, yeah, second class license. I got you. Right. <laughs> it was torture. I wanted to burn the damn thing. <laughs> yes. Not so, the station, the license. Right, yeah. <laughs> no. The station was already burned out. We, so were many of the DJs. Right. <laughs> We've had a lot of guys who were, God bless them, we had one guy who was such a stoner. <laughs> we had two turntables that used to have these giant, I think it was gray research tone arms, which as far as people who don't know turntables and stuff, this was like the biggest tone arm anyone ever put on a record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I went in one night, I thought I was hallucinating. Average White Band had just come out with Pick Up the Pieces. Mm-hmm. Very hot song. We were playing it like once an hour, twice an hour. I don't remember. But I went in, and I'm hearing... And I'm like, there's this huge echo. I'm like, what the hell's happening? I walk in, and like our stoner jock, who's old enough to be my father... By the way, one of the people in America wearing a goatee when nobody else was, very hip guy. Mm-hmm. Tom goes, hey, look what I'm able to do. He had both tone arms on one copy of Pick Up the Pieces oh, <laughs> and was switching between one needle to the next. So you got this just weird, ethereal echo. And I'm like, Don, what are you doing? He's like, it's so cool. Listen to it. Done. The station's gonna blow up. <laughs> we had we had great fun. We yeah. had an old guy who was still stuck in the fifties named Roger Ball. God bless him. We all loved Roger, but Roger was this old stentorian kind of announcer. And Roger had the Florida Water Service. And even when Roger wasn't on the air, Roger, what are you gonna have for lunch? I'll have a tuna sandwich <laughs> with an iced tea, one slice of lemon, and a sweet and low. No pickle. Okay, Roger. Yeah, he was the less less Nessman, right? Building is on fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a long answer. So anyway, I, I ended up in Brooksville, Florida. And I had more damn fun than anyone should have on a station. Mm-hmm. I would load in fake commercials. By that point, another one of the stoner DJs. By the way, I've never taken a drug in my life other than what doctors have given me. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is plenty. <laughs> um, but all of mine have been prescribed, which, you know, I mean, I started out in the business kind of in trouble. And, you know, I think that's pushed me over the edge. Now I'm kind of like the guy in 2001, you know, had the thing sniffed and I'm floating around in space. But, um <laughs> I remember one one year, um, I'm trying to think of the story. It was just so good. We, um, oh, it was it was always Casey Kasem. I'd get in trouble for Casey Kasem uh, because yes. one of the guys was a big Firesign Theater fan, and and we would sit there listening to Firesign Theater. I'm like, oh my God, somebody ought to do fake commercials here. And this guy was like an older brother, ten years older than me, Ken DeBust. And Ken said, you should do. And, you know, that was like all the prompting I needed. I'm going, okay, I think I will. <laughs> so I started putting fake commercials in Casey Kasem. And the boss would call, what is that? Magruderski's beef stew. What What the hell was that? Who put the shoestring in beef stew? I'm like, I don't know. It's part of Casey Kasem. <laughs> and management just bought it. They were like, eh, I don't have time to check it. Wow. Part of the yeah. 
Jeez. But nowadays, it's changed so much because I can remember when I was on radio back in the 70s, uh, it, it was so much freer. And, of course, now it's so regimented, you know. <laughs> it is. And now, you know, I mean, it's all the fun has been sucked out of it, uh, I will say, in oddly limited amounts. I'm on a gigantic station in Boston, WZLX. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we love the outtakes. Do them. Wow. And if they find one, it's just like Space Ghost. So if they find an outtake that they love, they just shove it in. Huh. It's awesome. <laughs> and they just won, by the way, the Marconi Award. They're too modest to even say it hardly on the air, so I'll say it. They just won the Marconi for Rock Radio Station of the Year. Wow. For the whole country. Jeez. That's yeah. good. It just blew my socks off, but that's, it's funny because you're rewarded in some facets of the business for being an original thinker, but when it comes to most, you know as well as I do, it comes to most broadcast outlets, not an immense amount of original thinking going on. Right, oh yeah, yeah. So I I get clicks of people, I have little stations that are like, oh that's great, you slammed us, I love that. Yep. And I'm like, pardon us, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to suck. <laughs> now, here's tonight's high school basketball show. Yeah, jeez. You know, and they love that. They love that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So some people let me just brutalize them, and, and then, of course, 90, 95% of the markets, I couldn't begin to do that. Right, yeah. yeah. All the big the big stations that are owned by conglomerates. And, <laughs> and thank God for FX. You know, FX now has FXX. Yes, yeah. I and uh, I, I've been voicing the league now for five seasons with them, and they're they're just awesome to work with. It's like, uh, say this. And it's like, okay. Hmm. And then I'm done. It's like, Tuesday. Is that it? Okay, bye. <laughs> now, with, with things like that, um, are you going to, like, audition for it or something? Or do, are they approaching? Because, you know, you're George Lowe, so they're probably appoint, uh, approaching you, right? Well, no, the, you know, just like everybody else, I auditioned for that one and luckily, uh, luckily got it. And it's just been, it's been one of those happy things where they, uh, thankfully, people are enthralled with the show. And uh, conversely, God bless them, they seem pleased with what I've been giving them. So Daddy gets to keep buying ramen noodles. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, do you go out to California for those things, or is oh, it? No, is it... No, no, the cool thing there is I've got ISDN in my studio, mm-hmm. um, which is basically two 64K lines that, once both those lines have been dialed, they bond and become mono 128K signal. Mm-hmm. For you tech heads out there, I'm sure this is quite exciting. <laughs> Now turn down your mood lighting and put on your audio pants for added vibration enjoyment. Uh, George, what about Space Ghost? How did you come about to get the role of Space Ghost? 
Well, again, serendipity. I had been doing promos for TBS and TNT, uh, Turner Home Entertainment, and oddly, Turner Latin, which was really, really interesting because I barely speak English. And uh, the people at Turner Latin were like, oh, we like him. So for years, I had um, a great relationship with them. In fact, every cool gift I got was from Turner Latin. <laughs> I've still got my uh, my recycled tire computer bag. <laughs> very, very cool thing. But um, they were like, oh, we got to get this guy. He's fun. Um, all of those promos, it's funny. You know, one producer kind of mentions you to another, and the next thing you know, you're in all the time. It was me, an old buddy of mine named George Robinson. George is a really, really talented announcer I've known for a long time. George would come in and do kind of, you know, the murder or gritty promos mm-hmm. for TBS. And there was a guy named John Young who, those were like the zillionaire guys, you know, and here's Fat Boy coming in making what he can make. That was like the upstart. But the great thing was 10, 12, 14, 16 producers that just kept going. And about 90, late 92, early 93, enough people had said, well, you guys are starting all cartoons soon, aren't you? And it was like, yeah. And people kept saying, have, have you called George Lowe? Have you called George Lowe? Have you called George Lowe? And I had seen Mike in the hall for years. It was way before Cartoon Network even. And Mike Lazo was interested in folk art, so we had that bond. And, and just, you know, a really, really fun time. But enough of them thankfully said, oh, we should, uh, we should let him read for us because producers keep mentioning him. And it was just falling into it. It was just falling into it. And everything I said in the booth, you know, all kinds of little asides about the script, like, what is he? Is he, is he an idiot or something? Was he supposed to sound stupid? Yeah. You know, it, it, you could just see him on the other side of the glass pointing, you know, those, oh, this, this is fun. Let's, uh, let's use the outtakes. Hmm. I remember one time Lazo actually went in and told the producer, if you ever stop tape on him again, you're gone. <laughs> We had great writers. The writers did a terrific job, but, you know, they were comfortable enough in their own skin that if I blurted out something, which was all the time, they would turn around and go, let's put that in. That thing he said about the TVs, the spandex looking like little TVs on each butt cheek, let's use that. (laughs) And Matt Harrigan was the master of it because Matt would say, so how was your trip to Florida? What's going on? Matt was kind of like... kind of like a detective, you know, you'd pull whatever out of you, and the next thing you know, you're talking about squirrels in the ductwork or whatever, and all of a sudden, that's an episode, so. Hmm. So so a lot of this was uh, ad-libbed? They had, no, they had they had a script every time, but uh, the great thing is that just almost every show, I can sit and go, oh, man, I remember when I said that. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, because they would, they would use the sides. They would use, like, I remember one, I think the only time they didn't was Russell Johnson was in. <laughs> I walked into the studio and I said, who's that pant load? <laughs> and they were like, oh, we can't use that. But Adam West, uh, he kept holding up that damn book. And I said, okay, Adam, see you at the auto show. <laughs> and that one made it. I mean, there were just a bunch that made it in. Yeah, wow. The guys were funny as hell. I mean, they wrote uh, on the Michael Stipe one, they wrote, uh, they squeezed him down in the corner. One of the guys said, "Hey, Michael, is that you in the corner?" And I'm, I, I nearly peed myself. <laughs> I like, guess Space Ghost did this. Space Ghost. Gary Owens had done it oh, earlier. Now, how, did you try to sound as much as you could 
like him, or did you did they want to take it in a different direction, or how did that no, work out? You know, the weirdest thing of all was they didn't want to do that at all. Oh, really? And just ended up me, like, every time I tried to sound like a superhero, I mean, you hear my regular voice now, it would just be me, like, talking to you, going, Hey, Brian, let's go get burritos. <laughs> and it just it just became this kind of weird thing where, like, Wow, he kind of sounds like the original too, sort of. Yeah. And yeah. Gary, Gary, I think has just the weirdest sense of humor, which I love, and I'm into all that because of Fire Sign and all my other influences. I'm I'm kind of into that. Stay tuned next time when Brian puts on his magic air conditioning pants and leaks Freon all over the girls. <laughs> you know, I'm into that kind of made up, pull it out, you know, pull out a successful line or die kind of thing. Yeah. Of course, me. I'm frequently dying. <laughs> so but, were you a fan of the original Space Ghost? Oh, loved it. I mean, that was like, when I was a little guy, that was my every Saturday thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, it was Space Ghost. <laughs> and, and Laugh-In. See, I became a weird kid early. When Laugh-In came in, nobody understood in the family why I could not be done with the show until I heard Gary at the end of the show going, tune in next week when we'll hear the Farkle sisters say... Mm-hmm. And Pardo, my God, Pardo, Pardo's just a miracle. Pardo's still going, and I think he's 92 or 3 now. Wow, I didn't realize I that. had hoped for years, yeah, I had hoped for years that he would retire and Daryl Hammond would go, you know who does a really good Space Ghost, aside from Daryl Hammond, is me. Hmm. Daryl and I worked together in Orlando at the same station, and you would never, never have guessed stand-up comedy and Saturday Night Live for him, although he was blisteringly funny when we when we were together in radio. Always broke me up. We had a great time together. But I never thought, with, with him as quiet and shy as he was, I never thought stand-up. So it had to be like therapy. Yeah, yeah. But the only time anyone's ever filled in for Pardo, it was Daryl. Huh. Jeez. Yeah. There, there was an episode one year, Pardo was just sick as a mule, couldn't do it, and... Uh, Hammond came out, and nobody caught it except me. I'm sitting in Lakeland, Florida, going, Hammond. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Hammond. <laughs> oh, Newman. Now, with all the roles that you've done, uh, and this may be a foolish question to ask because we've talked about Space Ghost so much, but... Uh, well, we specialize in those here. What's that? We specialize in those here. <laughs> um, but... Uh, what is your favorite role that you've done? Oh, man. Um, well, of course, that one certainly had an impact on, on my life. Right. You yeah. know, that was a decade, which for, for anybody in my business is just, you know, that that's a great thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I love anything I do for Robot Chicken's a blast. We did some new stuff back in September. And sadly, it was the first time I had ever done one where Seth wasn't in the room. So it's just, you know, normally he patches in from L.A., and I've got him in headphones wherever I am in Florida. And it's just so much fun. Uh, but, but this past time, it was it was a bunch of producers, and we still had a blast. The yeah. producers were a riot. You know, you don't work for him and not be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were funny, and we just we, we yucked it up and had a real good time. So nowadays, you're doing a lot of things. You're not in studio, right? You're just doing it at your, at your studio. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, pretty much pretty much most of the time. I mean, once in a while, I'll still have to go 
and be in somebody else's room, but generally 99% of the time I'm over here in my room, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Geez. You know, because it's full of folk art, and, you know, if you're, if you're a listener that's ever want to just go, gosh, I wonder what folk art is, go to YouTube and uh, check out George Lowe's folk art collection. We lend to museums all the time. That was my big addiction, which is why you never hear me going crazy with anything else. This is, art has been my addiction my whole life. Mm. And so you know, Lazo would even say, man, you, you bought more? Like, you, you did more? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he and I even took a couple of trips. It was funny. One year we went to see this one artist, and it was just pouring like sideways rain. We got out, jumped out in pouring sideways rain, grabbed a couple pieces, paid the guy, and went to dinner. Hmm. R.A. Miller. Huh. But it was a blast. It was a blast. And, and you know, I mean, just the fact that I can work at home, it's just, it's just it's cool. You hit an age where you don't want to be running to studios every five minutes. But, you know, Mom mom appreciates that I'm here. You know, Mom's getting on in years. And, uh, you know, it's it just you reach a point where you want to be, you know, with your favorite parent, and that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And luckily, I mean, tell me, this isn't a sitcom waiting to happen. She's my next door neighbor. Right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like sitcom. Literally, the house next to mine, it's like, well, there's, there's mom's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you come over, don't forget Mr. Clean. Don't forget to bring toilet paper. Give me six jars of those olives that you've been stealing. <laughs> well, George, I know we're we're getting close to the end of the time here. Uh, but I'd like to finish up with two final questions. Yeah, go for it. As far as when you watch TV, or do you watch TV, what are your favorite yeah, shows I, now and I of the past? Yeah, well, I, I, I enjoy the, the lofty and the obscene. <laughs> so, of course, I will sit down, watch American Pickers, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, if you aren't careful three, four hours of those in a row and you're just sitting on the couch like, <laughs> <laughs> but PBS does a lot of great stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Char- Charlie Rose, very entertaining. If it's about art, again, my main addiction, I'm all about American Masters. Uh, they, they've done a lot of great art stuff over the years. Robert Rauschenberg, Klaus Oldenburg, they've, they've had a lot of there's just not uh, there's not a ton that I watch, but the stuff I watch it's it's either like I say really dumb or you know a little bit more reputable. I love Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. it'd be it'd be good if Charles Osgood didn't take Vicodin before every show. <laughs> oh, come on, Sunday morning. Going to take a trip down Dinky Doodle Lane. Oh wait, it's a special kind of toffee using pink chiffons and public sewers. <laughs> like that, I like 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, like Big Bang Theory. Big Bang's, I think. That's a that two and a half, and I think, are the two best written things on television. And, of course, you can't beat the league on FXX for quality viewing enjoyment. <laughs> Wednesdays at 10.30, only on FXX. <laughs> What about did movies? I mention, did I mention, Brian, it's on FXX. Right. <laughs> don't know where it is. Consult your local cable company. <laughs> movies, I haven't been to a movie. I cannot remember the last time I went to a movie. Yeah? What about in the past? Yeah. What's your favorite old movies? Well, of course, anything Mafia. Mom did that to me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, 
we'll watch Godfather almost every time it's on. Yeah. Uh, Goodfellas. In fact, mom, mom got mad one time. We were watching Goodfellas, and she said, did they kill Billy Bats? I'm like, yeah. She rewind it. <laughs> mom, likes, mom likes when Joe Pesci goes off. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he was on oh, the show. I forgot the statue was going to pay me. How about I stick your head right through that window over there, and maybe you remember you owe me money. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> oh, I did a Capital One once. With kind of that that voice. Yeah, yeah. I kept hoping I don't get sued. Hmm. Yeah, we had Billy Bats on the show. No, you didn't. Uh, that that's um. I'm trying to think of his name. Vincent. Vincent. Yes. Vin- Vincent. Yes, yes, Vincent was on the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was. I did a was show good. in New York once, and my neighbor was Tony Lip, who did a lot of those movies. And mm-hmm. one guy was bragging to me about like being on season one of The Sopranos. Well, I'll grant you, the guy had a pretty decent part, but at one point they're sitting in a car eating a hoagie or something, laughing it up, and all of a sudden the guy who's his best friend just turns the gun, blows his head out, walks out, dumps the gun. <laughs> and I'm like, and he was happy about this? <laughs> Be happy if they bring you back for 84 shows, then you get the gun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want the 84 shows first. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I love the Mafia movies. You can't go wrong with them. And, again, you know, I'll watch the weird, dumb ones, the cult stuff. As as horrible as it was, Buckaroo Bonsai, there was just something about that. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you watch, you know, John Lithgow losing his mind and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Ellen Barkin. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, quite fetching. Get it, Barkin, fetching? <laughs> yeah, it's very... Uh, very handsome young lady. <laughs> this is Pacino, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I, that I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I think, I think she's married Al Pacino. Huh. Yeah. Well, George, this has been a blast. I, I really want to thank you for coming on here, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Happy to do it. Steer everyone to Low Country. Remind them there are lots of lovely Space Ghost-related items there, which they can purchase for their homes. Christmas is right around the corner. No time like the present to buy your family a poorly made, inexpensive gift, which will at least get you off the hook. What What is the website? Lowcountry.com. L-O-W-E, country.com. We will put a link on our site so uh, people can just, when they hear the interview, they can just click on it and take you right to it. And don't let me forget Facebook. There's there's George Lowe Official. I forgot. I'm hipper than I thought. There's actually yeah, George Lowe Official on Facebook. So. Okay. Great. I've been there. Sure to like us. Yes, yeah. It serves virtually no purpose at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, George. All right. Thanks a bunch, Brian. Enjoyed it. What a great guy, George Lowe. I want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. And, uh, you know, it's just so fun to hear the stories he has. And uh, loved him on Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Well, there's been a few other guys who have done uh, Space Ghost. But, uh, you know, he just added that something different. And it was so entertaining. And, of course, he's on so many other voiceovers. And it's just so much fun to talk to him. I hope you enjoyed that one. Next week, we've got another great guest coming your way. If you have a suggestion, send it to me, please, at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And love hearing from you. If uh, Whether or not you just you know just want to send me an email, I get some great uh, uh, stories that people have sent me of uh, the times that they've met some entertainers and uh, talked with them and everything, and I really enjoy that. So uh, send me an email at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. 
Well, that is about it for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. And like I said uh, a few minutes ago, that uh, we got another great guest coming away. In fact, well, I'm not going to tell you, but we, we, we got a couple of shows coming up where we'll have two guests on the same show. So uh, we're going to do that a couple of times, and I just can't wait to get those people on. Until then, that's a wrap for this week. And until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.